Previously on the Damage Guild podcast. You make your way to the castle. You see the king sitting at the head of the table. We bend to one knee. We are most honored to be in your presence. The real reason I called you here is that reports have arrived from the small kingdom of Waspel to the south. The neighboring Iron Fang Orc tribe is making ready for an attack far exceeding their usual raids. Travel to Iron Fang and assess the situation there. Find where the armies are gathering and determine their strength. If possible, find the cause for their sudden increased aggression. You will receive no help from Ormog, and you must leave your Sapphire Saber tokens here. Should your mission go awry, there should be nothing on your persons to connect you with us. Wow. This message will self-destruct. Doing this job for the king potentially means that we get to make a lot of money right now. Hey, Malin, do you have any books on Orcish as a second language? Orcish for adventurers. Perfect. You leave the library and work your way south onto the Strawn Highway towards Waspel. great beyond. Where no halfling gnome Goliath and Badger have gone before. You follow the southern road, and after a good day's walking, you arrive at a small town surrounded by a crenellated stone wall about ten feet tall. Hmm. It's like a mini castle wall. Very small castle wall. Okay. And you can see across to the opposite side of the town already, and on the south side... The wall also extends into the distance in either direction, east and west, along the border between Ormog and Waspel. Whoa, dude. They have a border wall? Wow. Like, this, so, so this is a 10-foot-high crenellated wall that just spans the border. This is like a Donald Trump style <laughs> that just goes... Wasn't going to say it? Glad someone else did. Shaba, <laughs> I think you're thinking of the Great Wall of China, except, like, mini. Like the oh, not-so-Great right. Wall yes. of China. And it's got, like, the bones of people that, like, Help put it together, directing <laughs> yeah, it. exactly. Just fused into the stonework. As you get a little closer, you can see that some parts of the wall look like they're not very well maintained, so this is likely old and left over from an earlier time period. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Could I history check what time period, please? Sure. Dude, we don't, we don't make enough right. checks around here. We need to start making some more checks, people. We don't make enough history checks, and I'm very good Let's at history checks, checks, apparently. Make a check! All right, so that would be 16. All right. You believe that this wall was actually built in the late Empire period, 250 years ago or so? Wow. Like the Empire where the king that is being resurrected potentially from that empire? That's the one. Yes. That's the last empire, yep. It's just the empire uh, to yeah. most people. Okay. The Altoric empire, empire, but most people just know it as the empire. But yes, it looks like this wall was probably built back then and has likely changed hands on who actually was on either side of it, who manned it. It's still in decent condition considering its age. I will ask this question to Tokus' mind by proxy. Tokus, does your mind know with your history check why this wall would have been built between these two kingdoms? Because if the empire was still happening, was still a thing, then these kingdoms hadn't necessarily subdivided yet. So what would have been, like, the purpose, historically, mm. of a wall such as this? Mm. Walls like this would have been built to kind of subdivide different counties or fiefdoms, etc., or possibly to keep out non-kingdom or non-empire dangers, such as mm. monsters, because oh. not all monsters would have been involved in the Empire. Okay, so I'll bet you if this side looks run down, I'll bet you the other side is, like, 
real yeah. bad. Yeah. Because that's the, that's the orc side. Yes. So right? it was probably built to keep out orcs, assuming that they were still in this territory at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, guys, we're going on the other side of the tracks, that's for sure. Yep. Only one way to find out, and I just take a running leap and just jump all the way over the wall. <laughs> wow, that was what? impressive. Yeah, thanks. Okay, well, it's still like a mile away. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you would need to take an athletics check on that one, Aslo, considering it's like three times as tall as you. I was going to have Stripey dig us a little like tunnel underneath the wall. It looks like if you went far enough along it, you could probably find an opening you could easily scramble over the top. Hmm, Okay. Okay, so the the path that we're taking now is not a road. We're just th- we're like walking through the no, fields. You right now you are on a road that's heading to a town. The town is encircled by this wall, but it also extends in either direction from the town. Uh, from the town, okay. Okay. So the town is like a way through the wall. Then yes. Okay. Do we know by any chance which uh, side of the wall the people? fall under or believe themselves to be. Uh, this town is part of Ormog. So the town of Jebel is border town in Ormog. And the, the entire town is also built on this side of the wall. So it's ah. at the far side of, of the town is where the wall extends. An open wooden gate guards the entrance from the road that you're on. And you can see a few guards walking around the tops of the walls, but it doesn't look like it's very heavily guarded at this side. Okay, I wave to the guards. Hey, guards! <laughs> What to garden? Uh, <laughs> aren't they orcish guards or are they human? They're human. Oh, this town is part of Nanept. Part of Ormog. Nanept is the city. Yeah, sorry, p- part of Ormog, yes. That was, yeah. So the guard, one of the guards waves back, says, Hail, welcome. I do a cartwheel to <laughs> entertain him because it's probably real boring up there. He just kind of nods and says, Good job. <laughs> no, get out of my sight. <laughs> Thank you. Creature. Thank you. Um... Well, let's uh, let's head on into Jebel. It's late evening, but you can see the townsfolk still going about their day-to-day business, and you can tell that the activity is kind of winding down as the night draws near. When you make it to the edge of the town square, you find a three-story inn with a sign outside declaring it the Sweetbriar Pub. Well, wow, that sounds real good. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. You can hear soft music and laughter as a pair of guests open the door and step inside. I like things that are sweet. And I like briars, and I like pubs, so this place is probably three times as good as all those things. Let's go in, then. Is that by multiplication, Aslo? Like, instead of adding them together, they they multiply? Yeah, there's a reason I was a music (laughs) major, not a math major. Yes, let's go in. The pub has a relaxed atmosphere. A faint aroma of spice and incense hovers in the air, and you can feel it soothing your muscles as you breathe it in. The dining area is well lit by a blazing hearth at the far end and candles set in sconces on the walls. A young woman in a clean apron stands behind a counter next to the door and tables and booths fill the rest of the room. The woman greets you as you walk in. I say hello! Welcome, dears. My name is Plana. We offer fine food, drink, beds, and conversation. How may I help you this evening? Hello, Plana. Wow. Uh, where's where's your sauna, Plana? <laughs> We'd each like an herbal face mask and some cucumber slices, please, for our eyes. This is a ritzy joint you got here. This is a real nice place. We don't have a sauna and we don't offer such <laughs> services. As I said, we offer food, drink, beds, and conversation. All right, well, how about some conversation then? Yeah, what'll that cost us? <laughs> yeah, what is your charge for good conversation? I'm talking like some of the best, like deep, deep emotional conversation. What does that run? 
I believe that's called hiring a therapist, Chava. <laughs> Which, honestly, thinking about your character, maybe we could use. Yeah, that's true. If there's anyone here yeah. who, well, I don't know, debatable. Probably all three of us could use a good therapist. Yeah, do you have a licensed psychotherapist on staff? And what, is <laughs> the, what is their hourly sit rate? Sit down with each of our characters individually and Thane plays out like a d and uh, Like a deep interview, getting into all your issues. Exactly. So tell me about your mother. Yeah, basically just Thane asking, how does that make you feel over and over again? Conversation comes along with the meal. Should you choose to engage in such conversation? Okay. Looking around the room, you can actually see that it looks like several of the tables have the barmaids or waitresses sitting with the guests and talking with them for extended periods. All right. Wow. So, good conversationalists. That sounds nice. It'll be a real change of pace to meet a barmaid who uh, doesn't just, like, walk off, you know, the drop of a hat. All right, let's uh, let's find ourselves a table. Is there one open, or does she, can Plana bring us to a good spot? Yeah, is there a hostess? Do they seat us, or is it seat yourself? I guess she kind of is the hostess, right? Yeah. Okay. If you would like a table for three, be right this way. And she leads you over to a booth near one of the windows. Uh, uh, excuse me, Plana. Uh, four, please. And I uh, open my pack and let Stripey's head poke out. Uh, table for four, please. She lets out a scream, but stifles it. Oh, um, <laughs> all right. This is my good boy, my good boy Stripey. Well, this the same table should do just fine. <laughs> she kind okay. of nervously goes over to the booth. How much for a meal for all four of us? We would charge 15 silver. There's a slight discount if you would also wish to rent a room for the night. Uh, let's do that, too. That sounds nice. All right, the bundle for room and board comes to a total of... 14 silver. Oh, <laughs> quite a discount. Three gold. Three gold? <laughs> I can hear Aslo puckering. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this hurts. <laughs> oh, that's steep. I can assure you our rooms are of the highest quality, uh, as are the okay. meals. Well, we are not, so that's not going to be a good fit. <laughs> yeah, you know what, Plan? I don't, I don't know you that well. How can I be so sure? <laughs> you don't seem like the trustworthy type. Um, <laughs> Aslo very uh, hesitantly hands over three gold from party funds. Oh, nice. I mean, I, I say nothing out loud. But, uh, I, I was looking at my Sick. gold total thinking, how will I ever afford this? <laughs> how can I afford this? is way, way out of my price range. Thank you, sir. Would you like today's special? We are having honey-glazed boar back and turnips served with wow. mead. Stripey's head pokes out of the bag. He's like, let me get some of that. I am all about it. Yeah, just just make it four of that. That sounds great. Yeah, let's have four boarbacks, please. Yeah. <laughs> Back that thing up in here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Trying so to load up the table. It can back up into this hole over here. So that begs the question, what do you do with the rest of the boar if you just keep having to use its back <laughs> over and over again? That is simply the special. There are other things that we have for sale as well. Uh, you also have boar legs and boar bellies and boar heads. <laughs> and or tusks. are those just in a pile out back? <laughs> yeah, we make sure to use all of the best parts of the animal. Mm. Excellent. I like to see that you're an, an environmentally friendly establishment. That's that goes a long way in my book. Yeah, green organizations are definitely a thing right now. So I will be back shortly with your meals. Thank you. Oh wow! So you're a hostess and a waitress. Yes, we do a bit of everything here. All right, great. Well, I hope you're looking forward to some nice conversation. <laughs> she heads off into a back room. And comes back... With the back. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yes. Comes back about five minutes later with four large platters carried oh. on her arms. <laughs> she sets them in front of you. Oh no, did I forget to ask for mine plain? Oh no. Oh no. You forgot. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh no. Each one looks finely made, expertly carved and cooked, well-seasoned honey dripping off the edges, too. Ooh. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. And it's still sizzling lightly as she sets them on the table in front of you. Oh my. This is the best food I think I've ever smelled in years. Ever? I just lean back a little bit and then immediately face plant into the food. And just start. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, raise a finger. Uh, excuse me, Plana. Um, could you perhaps bring a bottle, your largest bottle of A1 sauce to the table, please? <laughs> I'd like to slather these babies up. Triple A1 sauce? They come, as I said, with honey glaze on top of them. Oh, no. Oh, uh, yeah. I need extra glaze. Actually, Tokus, I'll scrape all your glaze off and glaze it onto mine. Sounds good. Just, Perfect. Just give it a nice little extra layer. I look at the sauce with disgust. <laughs> Why would you ruin a perfectly good boar bag? Sure <laughs> <laughs> oh, words, never spoken. Alright, I'd like to uh, take a little look-see around the room and see if I notice any particularly suspicious or uh, auspicious characters. And 17 plus something. I guess an investigation probably would be better. Uh, plus one. Eighteen. Most of these people are caravanners, either that or locals who are coming in for the fine food. You don't see anyone who seems to stand out as particularly wealthy. I mean, a few of the merchants are in there, and you can tell that they're better off than most people, but not supremely so. And as far as suspicious characters, you don't really see much of that either. It seems like this place is on the up and up, you know. Hmm. Hmm. There are a lot of people enjoying quiet conversations and music. In front of the hearth, there is a bard who's playing off some tunes on a fiddle. Mm. Nice. It's not Flugaby Fagov, is it? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. He doesn't play in this region. He's mostly east and north. Ah, I see. Uh, does Plana sit down with us? She checks to make sure that everything is all right, that you're eating your meals and enjoying them. Everything's perfect. And then, seeing that you're not going to send her off for anything else, she sits down for a minute. Uh, you want a bone? I rip off a vertebra from the, uh, from the boar back and hand it to her. It's aggressive, Shaba. You want some? You look hungry. Oh, I get plenty to eat, thank you very much. Oh, uh, okay. Alright, cool. And I feed it to Stripey instead. Um, f so what, a, what brings a lady like you to a place like this? I've lived here all my life, actually. Oh, okay. Do you guys see orcs often? Do you get attacked um, by, like, <laughs> other things that are outside the kingdom of Ormog a lot? Oh, well, that's not exactly the type of conversation that I would consider typical dinner conversation, but... Oh, well, I mean, we're on a secret mission for the king, so... And then when I, of course, when I try to say that, it, the, the words blank out because oh, we're, yeah. we're not allowed okay. to talk about it. And I'm like, oh, oops, I shouldn't have said that. And I'm like, oh, wait, I didn't actually I say didn't that. Say um, I'm sorry. Never mind. Go ahead. Go ahead. So now she just thinks I'm, that we're weird, Chuba. <laughs> Great. Well... Since you brought it up, I do recall hearing some travelers saying that there was an orc scouting party that was seen a few weeks ago on the roads to the south. They don't tend to come up to the town very often, but hmm. sometimes I'll hear the guards talking about how they saw a few of them. Okay, so they just do scouting, basically. They don't actually ever, like, harass your borders or anything like that. 
There is the country of Waspel in between us and the orcs. So they see most of the trouble, although the roads in Waspel are rarely patrolled, so the orcs tend to range farther into the country. Okay, so Waspel isn't an actual orc-like run country. It's just a, a country that's sort of a bit wild where the orcs tend to wander into. Right. Uh, Waspel is sparsely populated, and most of the people are concentrated in the capital city, which is at the far end of the country from here. Okay. And that means that the orcs have not quite free reign, but they're bold in their movements sometimes. I see. How long has this relationship, this border existed, do you know? Are you referring to the borders with Waspel or with this wall in general, or what exactly are you talking about? I'm talking about Waspel. Because you live here, you gotta know Waspel, don't you? I mean, you are Waspillian, are you not? <laughs> no, no, I am or Ormag... Ormagian? She's an Ormagite. Oh, okay. She's an Ormagian, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Waspel is a relatively new country. I believe they staked their claim about 40 or 50 years ago. Well, what's all the hubbub? I mean, what's so great about Waspel? There's nothing <laughs> really that... All I hear about is Waspel. Waspel, Waspel, Waspel. Personally, I think Ormog is a much better country. It's much safer here. And we have free trade with everyone. We are not involved in wars like all these other countries around us are. If I didn't know any better, I'd say you're trying to run for Miss Ormog. And then I hand her an application for the Miss Ormog pageant. (laughs) (laughs) And then the other guy's like, Togus, there's no time for flirting. We're on a secret mission. I mean, uh, but but we can't say secret mission. Yeah. No, I'm I'm cool with it. Go go for it, man. Okay. Well, you know, I, I do have to continue the gnomish line. There is no Miss Ormug. That's too bad. There should be no time like the present. So yeah, I, I hand her a, a fake application for Miss Ormog that I've drafted up. That you just carry around with you? No, no, no. This is something that on the fly just scribbled out really fast, you know. It's just so he doesn't have to ask girls for their number. He's just like, yeah, fill out this form. Fill out this form. I'll get get it into the official box. Instagram, Twitter, everything. So what you're telling me is that you don't know uh, just offhand, like, the strength of the Orcish armies and or the reason for their increased hostilities? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no? Okay. no, I can't say that I know any of that, but I do know that the travelers have said the danger has increased on the roads lately. Some of it from the orcs, but also possibly from other monsters. Uh-oh. Wow. Like monsters with big, hairy feet and sharp, pointy teeth? What type of monsters are we talking about? All sorts. Waspel is a wild country. Many creatures inhabit that land. It's the wild, wild west out there, huh? Yeah, really, it sounds like it. Do these travelers talk of other monsters that they feel are being incited or controlled by the orcs? Or do they feel that these attacks have become more commonplace uh, due to some unknown force or unknown reason? I haven't heard anything beyond their speculation. I can't say anything what might be causing it. Well, thanks for answering our questions. Now, if you finish filling out that form, we must be going. <laughs> I saw you writing this out as you were asking me, so... <laughs> right, on a napkin. I don't even know if they had napkins. <laughs> You'll be contacted by a representative from Alton Enterprises. It definitely won't be me, but he'll look and sound just like me, but don't be alarmed. He's just following up. Yeah, that'll be Ocus, not me, Tokus. I do have a few other guests to attend to, but I'll be back should you have any more questions or needs. Please feel free to take your time. Oh, and uh, when you're ready, here is the key to your rooms. 
Nice. Oh, thank you. Thank you. She lays the keys on the table. Many thanks. It says they'll they will be upstairs on the third floor in the corner. Very well. And then she goes off and helps someone else. Be nice to sleep not under the stars, but also not in interdimensional space for once. <laughs> in a normal room. Yeah, I, I kind of figured we've we've probably got a, a big day ahead of us of traveling through dangerous territory, so we should get a good meal and a good night's sleep. For sure. Um, is there anything that we need to do while we're in town? Uh, well, I will spend some time beseeching Kavaki for safe travels and uh, a fruitful journey into this hostile territory, which we are about to enter. They have a Ramlord shrine here on the outskirts of Ormog, Shaba? No, I have my own, and I pull what? like I start pulling it out of my pack, and it just keeps going, and it's like ten. What does feet it even tall. look like? It's like an obelisk with like a huge Ramlord uh, like statue on it. You carry this around, and I put it down, and I I kneel. Maybe it's inflatable. I kneel to the ground as I'm I I bring my plate onto the floor, and I eat as I'm I kneel down and I eat, eat pray as I'm eating. And then after I'm done praying, the obelisk vanishes as if it were never there. And I'm like, it may have not been ever there. Was it? I don't know, Tokus. Or was it all in your head? Oh, and then and then my thought bubble pops. And I'm like, man, like how, how would you do that? And then I start drafting up plans for like an inflatable, like portable <laughs> ram obelisk for Shaba to be able to pray to. Because I've noticed that he's been talking less and less about the Ram Lord, and I, I hope that his conviction hasn't been swayed by hanging around two non-believers for so long, you know. Oh, not yeah, not at it's all. It's very important for believers in the Ram Lord to, to stay together so that they can yes. bolster each other's faith and shoulders together. My faith in the Ram Lord has not been shaken. One iota. That's good, Shaba. Yes, yeah, so you think you're hallucinating about the obelisk, and then all of a sudden everything starts to tunnel out. You look down at the boar back and you realize it's been spiked with some sort of concoction. And you look up and Plana's like, ah, ah, ah. And that's the last thing you see before you fall. You shouldn't have tried to get my number. <laughs> it's been waiting for a slimy gnome like you. Uh, and then that's, that's game over for Tokus because it's a lethal poison. No, you wake up in a cellar somewhere chained to uh, like a, a pipe in the ceiling. You're hanging there. And she's like, this will teach you not to... Ask for girls' numbers through <laughs> surreptitious means. <laughs> All right, and then and then we pop your bubble, and my bubble, my thought bubble was inside of your bubble, and then Asla's just enjoying his meal. Exactly. He's just hanging out. Actually, both of our thought bubbles were inside Aslo's. They were Inception bubbles. Oh, yeah. Then wow. what was what was Aslo's thought bubble then? Completely blank. He's just eating his food mindlessly. <laughs> it's absolutely delicious. Yeah. And then that thought bubble was inside of Stripey's thought bubble. Right, right, right. Stripey was thinking of ways to kill us all so he can take over the company. He's pulling the strings like a master <laughs> puppeteer. He, he is a crime lord, remember? He's a woodland mob boss. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you were going to say thing? I don't know. I don't even know where we are anymore. Can we, can we, Thane, can you yeah, let's set the setting? You're enjoying your meal. Let's uh, finish up our meals and, uh, and go home or go to, uh, to sleep for the night. Yep. Okay. So a few more customers come in and out as you're eating. Looks like just regular old travelers for the most part. And then you head up to your rooms, unless you had something else that you wanted to talk to Plana about. Um, I did really want to find out if we could get some of those herbal face masks or just and if she knows anybody with a bunch of green paint that we can just uh, cover our bodies in. 
Um, <laughs> I think she already said that they only offer food and drink and conversation. Well, I'm more than happy if the painter wants to talk to us while he's painting us. I do suppose you could go to the sign painter, perhaps? <laughs> oh, okay. Good lead, thanks. We'll check on that in the morning. And we don't have these herbal face masks or whatever you're talking about. Really, we just need some vegetables. But we do have some of the incense that we use in the tavern available for sale. Hmm. Okay. Not interested, but thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. They're only spa-like item, and you don't even care. <laughs> yeah. But Shaba, these will help you practice mindfulness. You could you could better seek the Ramlord if you were more mindful. I guess so. But I mean, I could also just burn, like, random animal carcasses, and it would probably <laughs> smell about the same... <laughs> Same thing. And sacrifices to your lord. I did say that, you know, this incense and spice smell felt soothing to your muscles after your long trip here. Hmm. Hmm. Some sort of relaxation magic, perhaps. Perhaps a mild laxative, even. <laughs> <laughs> the finest of magics. <laughs> For those troublesome... Okay, no, I'm not going to go there. Uh, boys, let's go to sleep, shall we? All right. Yeah. So you each go to sleep in separate, small but comfortable rooms. You know that the middle floor on your way up was just kind of the common room, and it had a whole bunch of beds just sitting out in the open for people to use, and then above that was separate rooms for individuals. Morning arrives, you go down, eat your breakfast, and step outside. Yeah, uh, before we go, how much would you charge us for a little bit of that incense, Plana? No, now you want it, Shaba? I mean, after sleeping so well, I feel like that was partially responsible for how relaxed we were. One small log of it that would burn for six hours would cost you one gold piece. Yikes. Hmm. That's quite expensive. I'll take it. <laughs> it is made of only the finest herbs. Oh, yeah. Some good herbs, man. I will take a log. Okay. No, I'll take two logs. Is that what the kids are calling it now? Logs? <laughs> yep. Yep. Better believe it. Each one is like six inches long, maybe one inch square. Okay. Nice. Um, who has the earring of hearing, by the way? Ooh, who does have that? Oh, did not wait. Did I say I would put it on? I'm pretty sure Aslo has it, Chaba. Because he was going to use his new spell to sneak up on the orcs. Ah, okay, sweet. I'm just making sure someone's got it marked down. I absolutely have it marked. What is it? Uh, uh, earring, <laughs> hearing? As I write it on my character uh, sheet. Hearing. Marked down. Earring of hearing. All right. Like most magical items in this universe, it rhymes for whatever reason. Or has alliteration. <laughs> or exactly. Yeah. <laughs> because most wizards who create magical items are clever like that. Yeah, they're all poets or wannabe poets. All right, let's find the sign painter. Isn't there a name for that? You really want to just paint yourself with green paint? Can we find out more information about this sign painter? As a, you have invisibility, we have to blend in the, the natural way. Yeah. Oh, I thought this was for your um, spa needs, for, for feeling like you had a no. mud bath going on or something. I was looking for one of those spa face masks that like is kind of green-ish, you know? Thinking that we could just cover our entire bodies with uh. it. And then maybe look like someone, like cucumbers with the skin peeled off. Uh. Or orcs. What are you trying to say about orcs, huh? I'm trying to say that orcs why is, are... Shaba, why has it always got to be about color with you, huh? If we want to be colored like they are, then we should try to blend in. 
because they're going to hate us just because we... I mean, orcs are probably one of the most racist races out there. That's true. They're probably going to hate us just because we're not orcs, so I figured if we can seem like we're orcs, then maybe they won't hate us so much. A sound plan? Oh, now the painted green makes so much sense. Not all orcs are green. No, I'm going to see if he can mix us up like a more earthy tone. Like, a, like If he can mix like dark forest green with a brown... Like, that will be, like, a pretty sweet hue, I feel like. I don't know if I want my father's armor painted on, Jabba. No, we'll take no, it just off our skin. We'll let you dry. So you make your way over to the sign painter. You step inside, and you can see that there are all sorts of signs hanging up, showing off his fancy work, lettering, and artistry with various pictures. He says, welcome. What can I do for you? I don't recognize you. Are you setting up shop in this town? Uh, no, we are looking for a sign, actually. Well, you've come to the right place. <laughs> All right, awesome. Uh, what, like, how much paint can you mix up at one time? Like, what's your max capacity for, for paint mixing? I'm not sure I fully understand the question. <laughs> it's a big <laughs> sign. We need, like, a couple gallons of paint, probably. No, not that much. Maybe, like, a, a gallon ought to do it. I could do that. Okay. Do you also have a bathtub? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have a... Why are you asking about this? Okay, so here's the deal. We need a sign that's like a life-size portrait of an orc. Have you ever seen an orc before? Can you draw an orc? Or can you paint one on a sign? I'm happy to say that I have not seen an orc personally, but I've heard tales of what they look like. Okay, have you heard tales of their the pigment of their skin? They come in various colors, like greens and browns and yellows, I believe. Hmm. Yeah, so let's say that we want we want you to paint a sign of an orc that's like as lifelike as possible. So go ahead and just mix that real like that dirty green brown kind of hue, and uh, just mix up a bunch of that paint, and then we'll hit the next step after that. And like once we make sure that the color is super good, I kind of need to know the whole process here. I don't like mixing too much up because it dries out quickly. Okay, well, if it makes you feel any better, we will buy all of the paint that you mix up. What uh, What are what are we talking here exactly as far as the cost <laughs> of paint these days? <laughs> Five silver a pint. Oh, they come in pints? <laughs> <laughs> they come in pints. I'm getting one. Which comes out to how much for a gallon? So 16 cups in a gallon. Every pint is two cups. Should be eight. So four GP for a gallon? That sounds about right. All right. Yeah, let's do it. You know what? Forget the sign. We'll uh, we'll worry about that later. Just mix up the paint. Let's get that color real nice and orky. Yeah, I mean, you said you don't even know what an orc looks like anyway, so what use are you? Yeah, if you've never seen an orc, <laughs> then you definitely can't paint one on a sign. So let's just go with the color, and we'll just buy the paint, and we'll take it to an artist who has firsthand experience with orcs. Now, Shaba, hold on one, one minute here. Uh, let's, let's chat for a second and I huddle up with you guys. Um, so I don't think this plan's going to work. One, because <laughs> paint is really, is really expensive. And it's two, only four gold, Aslo. Because just painting our skin green brown is not going to make other orcs think that we are actually orcs. First of all, they're going to probably smell the paint on us. Second of all, they're going to smell that we don't smell like orcs. And third of all, they're going to see that we don't look like orcs. <laughs> so that's at least three reasons why this is a bad idea. Aslo, you're being really pessimistic about this. I don't feel like you have faith in us, Aslo. I don't think you think that we can successfully complete this mission. So Toka starts drawing up some sketches. Okay. Now keep, keep talking, Shaba. You don't think we, we're going to get out of this alive, do you? 
It's just a lost cause to you. No, I have full faith that we will uh, accomplish what we came here to do. And there's even the possibility that all of us will survive it. <laughs> yeah, the possibility. So what if the orcs are holding arrows to Tokus in my head and Stripey's and they give you a musical instrument and they say, play or they die. Then what happens? I'll make something up. We'll, we'll figure it out as we go. But why? Tokus, what are you doing over there? <laughs> Just give me a second, guys. I got a plan. But, but keep talking. <laughs> okay, first of all, to smell like an orc, all you gotta do is just roll around in the dirt for a little while. That's just all orcs smell like, is just dirty. And we put the paint on, at least we'll have some form of camouflage or disguise. And then you can use your sweet-talking ways to get us the rest of the way. Listen to their orcishness and like be like blah 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 blah, blah and make a <laughs> make a real good charisma check and they'll be like oh you guys are cool come s- fight in the ranks with us yeah that brings up another point actually because the two of us are really short and you're really tall yeah so that's just another way that we don't look like <laughs> well, you guys can be my goblin buddies and I'll be <laughs> Mister Trollhead all right Tokus what do you have over there all right hang on I'm putting the finishing touches on this okay so. You're absolutely right. We do need to smell like orcs. But the problem is, even if we were the right hue and we, you know, bought some clothes from the local uh, thrift shop that orcs might be, you know, not not that all orcs are poor and wear clothes from a thrift shop. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to say that all orcs are green either. But what do all orcs have? Body odor? We can easily replicate that. What are physical features that the three of us don't have? If you want to turn, you know, Aslo and I looking like... Thank you! So, I drew up some plans, and I show you guys the plans, for some prosthetic tusks. And you know where we can get tusks? We just ate boar back last night. Back to the inn. Let's talk to Plana. Get her to, you know, let us in on the old tusk, uh, tusk repository where they keep all their spare tusks. And we can get in on some tusk action and create those prosthetics. And to save money, we only have to get tusks that fit Shaba and I. We don't have to do this for Aslo. So Aslo's going to be the girl orc? What? No, uh, Aslo actually could be our slaver slash invisible. I, I, I drew up plans for both of those angles. Okay. So one, we like, you know, bind our arms, our hands and stuff, and Aslo takes us into territory, and then they think they have to rescue us because we're just a poor little goblin and orc that have been captured by this odd-looking short slaver. Mm. All right, so that's one uh, story old, we could go with. The old Wookiee and poorly fastened handcuffs plan? Yes. Exactly. And then we break free very easily because they're not tied very well on purpose. And then we kill them. All the whole orc army will kill all of them. Well, no, no, no. Just the ones that went to save rescue us. Okay. That's good. And then from there, we'll just figure out the rest when on the fly. Now, Aslo might have to die, but... Yeah. <laughs> well, you could always get dis- invisible and run away. But I don't think orc tusks are going to be expensive. They're, they're junk, right? I mean, if, if they're really like going to charge us money for them, then I'll just trap some, or- some boars on the way down. I mean, I could just set traps and trap wild boars. If they're around here, they'd probably just take the tusks and chuck them with the rest of the... Yeah. Skeleton. We might need to make prosthetic ears for me that kind of look like goblin ears. Mm-hmm. 
What are some other features about orcs that you don't look like Shava? I mean, you do have the protrusions. My ears are probably the least pointy out of all of ours. You're, you're a gnome. Yeah, or, I don't think orcs have pointed ears, do they? I know goblins. It kind of depends on your mythology. It sort of is like a, a world-building <laughs> element. Hmm. <laughs> what do you think about this plan, Aslo? It's a lot cheaper than making all of us look like goblins and orcs. That's true. <clears throat> we could probably pick up the tusks pretty cheap. And uh, I suppose if you guys are set on the paint plan, then have at it. I mean, we might as well, right? What do we got to lose? Well, we might have to find some storage because I don't think they're going to buy that a goblin has awesome, expensive, you know, perfect fit gnomish armor. They're just telling you stole it off a gnome. <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfectly goblin-y, orcish thing to do. So you're thinking, Shaba, we only paint the parts of me that are exposed? Yeah. Okay. But you, you could go shirtless. I mean, your armor is basically paper anyway <laughs> i mean it's hides it's leather and tough hides in other words we don't need to buy that much paint we only need face arm like face and arm paint basically yeah, yeah. I suppose so a couple pints maybe does that sound more like in the guild budget Haslow? yeah let's go with a couple pints that should be plenty okay so two pints and then we'll go back and uh get some boar tusks out of the dumpster Behind the uh, the inn. Yeah, we're gonna wash those, right, Shaba? Before uh, we put them in our mouths. I mean, if you if you must. <laughs> I spend a little bit of water in my pouch, <laughs> water skin. To really feel the need, hygiene wise. Well, for the prosthetics, we might need to buy some like artists' clay. Perhaps is there like a potter in town? I feel like though, don't you just if you want to put tusks coming out of your bottom lip? I'm talking you... about for my ears, man. Oh, your Goblins ears. Goblins have pointy okay, ears. Yeah. I need like something to. You know what? Let's not worry about the ears. You've got your wig on. It'll just cover your ears, doesn't it? That's true. It would. Well, we still need to find like a pigsty to roll around in. At least Shaba and I. I'm sure there's some pigsties we can find. We need to smell even worse than we do now. You also still have a few days of traveling before you officially reach the orc territories. Yeah, so we're going to mm. just want to hold on to that stuff, and it'll give Tokus time to build the prosthetics. Out of what, though, Shaba? I need materials to work. Well, see, so you drill holes in the bottom of the tusks, right? And then you attach them to, like, a framework. Okay, okay, so like a like a metal wire frame, kind of like... Some kind of, yeah. The precursor to braces. Like, like something that yes. slips inside Perfect. your mouth, like, but like, a, like an extra jaw, and chills in there, and then lets those tusks come out. They're going to be pretty small tusks, they're wild boars, so they're, like, thin, they're not going to be super big and bulky. Hmm. And then we just walk around, like, hurting like this. For like three days till we find the orcs, and then we can be like, "Hey guys, we're orcs too. We want to be friends with you." Yeah, we let them know that we're from out of town. <laughs> yeah, we're we're from uh, we're from out east. We might need to do some research, Shaba, before we leave to figure out another like clan of orcs that like they know about but haven't like contacted in a while. Yeah, so we're kind of like their ugly cousins, right? <laughs> I mean, everybody has an ugly cousin. <laughs> that's, terrible. Toga, that's the truest thing you've ever said uh, Everybody has cousins What's sad is that everybody listening to this Just thought of their ugliest cousin When you said that Alright, we're definitely cutting that out, I hope, Shaba uh, It's gotta stay uh, no. That was a Tokus line, not a Sean line <laughs> Alright, so let's get the paint We'll put it in some cans And we'll take that with us We'll take the uh, boar tusks with us with some metal wire, and we'll uh, we'll fix that up on the road. Totes. Yeah, does that sound good? Sounds good. So where might we, we get that? All right, let's just say you gather up materials, you know, search in the garbage, 
ask around town and, and eventually piece together all those little things that you need okay. for like one silver. Okay, awesome. Because it doesn't sound like it's much. Yeah. Not very much at all. It's a bargain. Yeah, and obviously these are not world-class disguises, but they're something. They're something that makes us look not from exactly like ourselves. Right, yeah. even if it's just from a distance. Right, like more than 10 feet. Right. Probably more like 50 feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, and then we'll uh, leave town and head south. Okay. Let's do it. The Damage Guild Podcast. More fun than a barrel of hobgoblins. Friends, countrymen, randos on the internet, welcome. Welcome back to the Damage Guild podcast, episode 50. That's right, the Damage Guild is turning the big 5 That's 50 weeks, not really more than 50 weeks, but 50 episodes just over a year uh, we've been doing this thing, and it still feels as fresh as the first day we started. We've come a long way. Uh, we've been through a lot of twists and turns and ups and downs and ins and outs and backs and backs and fronts. And we'd like to thank you for being here through it all. Uh, we have so much more exciting, great, wonderful hilarious, fun, and other such things coming up for you. The best is yet to come, I promise you. Now, on that note, we have resumed or will shortly be resuming our live streams, our Champions of the Multiverse campaign. Now, given that we are only releasing episodes of the podcast every other week now, we are not really, it's not feasible to continue to announce when our live streams are happening beforehand, just because we don't always know far enough in advance. So the the one thing you can do if you want to catch our live streams is go to twitch.tv slash damage guild, hit that follow button. You'll be notified whenever we set up an event or whenever we go live. And of course, if you can't catch us live, check out our YouTube page, go to thedamageguild.com, click the YouTube link, and you can watch uh, past episodes when we post them. Be sure to also follow us on your social media platform of choice, whether that be Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Well, we don't have an Instagram, but you can try to, I guess you can go on Instagram and just tell people about us there too. If you want, don't forget about our uh, Twitter naming suggestions. You can go uh, on Twitter, give us an at mention uh, with your suggestion for a name of something in the game. Could be an NPC, a tavern, a town, a village, a villain, anything you might find in a pseudo-medieval fantasy world like the one we play in. If we like it, we'll use it and we will give you credit for it via a shout out on the show. You're going to be hearing some of those shout-outs very soon, if you haven't already. I've, I've lost track of which episode we actually started using the suggestions in, but if you haven't heard them already, they are coming. Uh, it's just that, you know, we record in advance and so on and so forth. You, you know the drill. So be on the listen for that, and definitely get your suggestions in if you want to get a chance to have your Twitter handle and or your, your actual name and social security number read out on the air. Just kidding. We don't know your social security number, so we won't read that. Definitely, definitely go to player.fm and subscribe to us there. There's a huge list, uh, an ever-growing list, unfortunately, of best of D&D podcasts, and we've got some stiff competition there. We need your help. We need you to continue to go there and subscribe. 
have your friends go there and subscribe. Uh, boost us up in the rankings there because that's a huge uh, resource that people go to uh, from search engines mainly, from Google. So we would like to appear as high on that page as possible. Don't forget, if you want to get a personal message on the show, you can go to thedamageguild.com slash decree and submit a royal decree. Also, if you'd like to donate, you can go to thedamageguild.com slash donate. Or if you would like to donate and get something in return, go to thedamageguild.com slash shop and check out all the sweet merch we've got over there. If you'd like to get in touch, send us a message, tell us how we're doing, you can use the contact form on our website or email us at guild at damageguild.com. We'd like to take a moment to thank our wonderful audio providers, Tim from tabletopaudio.com for the use of his incredible soundscapes, which do so much add to the atmosphere of our show, and Matt from matthewpablo.com for his excellent theme and background music. As always, you guys are the best ever. I don't care what any other podcasts say about you. You're great and wonderful, and we, we love you all. Thank you for listening. Now, please enjoy the rest of this episode, and we'll see you again on Monday in just two short weeks. You are listening to the Damage Guild Podcast. Oh, and before we leave, I go into the, uh, the inn, and I give Plana Tokus's number, and I'm like, my friend Tokus, he is all about it. Just saying. And then I leave. <laughs> if only you had numbers. <laughs> yep. It's just the, yeah. it's just the number five. Because <laughs> on a scale of one to five, Tokus likes you a five. Five stars. I leave a five star review on her, her Yelp page. <laughs> on her Yelp page. <laughs> All right. And we forge ahead to adventure. And beyond. <laughs> okay. Are you Buzz Lightyear all of a sudden? <laughs> yep. <laughs> One more question. Do we know what separates the uh, countries of Waspel and Orc land? Just the capital city, I think. If you refer to the map, you will see... Uh, I will refer to that. that right Waspel now. is a very small country directly south of Ormog, and Iron Fang only touches it at one tip along a river. So there's a river between Waspel and Iron Fang. There's also the other country of Pardell, but depending on how you approach, you may or may not pass through that. Mm. Okay. Uh, you also know that the road that you're on leads essentially following the coastline south, then bending west, and it goes all the way to the end there, to the country of Strawn, which would take several weeks to get to. Strawn is the one that's uh, east of Iron Fang? West. West. It's labeled on the map. Oh, strong. Okay, I see it over there. All right, gotcha. All right, as long as we know what uh, sort of landscape to look out for, we will head in that direction. Are you planning to follow the road as far as it goes, or are you going to head through the countryside more directly towards Iron Fang? Uh, what do you think, guys? Let's let's take the more direct route. Okay. The road less traveled by? So you follow the road for about half a day before it starts curving more, and you decide to split off and head kind of south-southeast towards Iron Fang. The landscape is lightly forested as you're walking, because sometimes it's open field, sometimes there's light forest. A few hills here and there, but fairly flat land. Well, I do like it plains. <laughs> as it's getting close to the evening... You actually see nearby in a small clearing in the woods that you're walking through. You smell more than see at first. You can smell something dead in the woods. Ew. I'll investigate. You sneak through the brush and see a small family, perhaps, of boars 
lying in the middle of the field here. Are there wow. evidence of wounds? Like, are there arrows in them? Are they, like, bloody and slashed open? You don't see any arrows. You can see what looks like several piercing wounds of some kind in each of them, though. They're about 30 feet away, so you can't see a whole lot of detail. All right, I will approach cautiously. Uh, wait a minute, Java. Java. Okay, uh, I stop. How far out do we think there are orcish scouts or hunters? We don't really know, do we? Especially if they're planning to go to war with Ormog. Or, uh, sorry, with... with uh, wow, wow. Yeah, with, with Waspel. With Waspel. They will have scouts. Mm-hmm. Just because they're orcs doesn't mean that some of them haven't trained in the art of stealth and hunting. Yeah. And tracking. Mm-hmm. I pick up a stone and toss it into the center of the family of dead boars. Like 30 orcs stand up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm thinking more along the lines of like a, some sort of a trap, like a pit trap or something. You toss the stone in, and as it lands, you see a cloud of flies disperse Ooh. momentarily Ooh. before coming back. Gross. Hmm. All right, I will approach very, very slowly and very cautiously. Uh, taking each step tenderly in case the ground were to give way beneath my feet. Each each step tender totally. Yes. Mm, indeed. As you near the group of bodies, you can see that each of these stab wounds is circular and maybe half an inch to an inch across. There's surprisingly little blood around the scene considering the types of wounds that were made. But it looks like these things probably died a couple of days ago, so they're already kind of being eaten away by the flies and other animals. Like something punctured them with like a blunt metal spear and cauterized them at the same time? That's odd. It doesn't look like the wounds are cauterized. There's just not much blood lying on the ground around them. Hmm. How close am I? You're... Like I say, you can make it up to about five feet and see all of this. Okay. I get up that close and crouch down and take a closer look without touching anything. Do you want to make a check? Yeah, I think at this point... Actually, I don't want to tell you what kind of check to make because you might you might give it away. So I rolled a five on the d20. <laughs> all right, so you don't know what would have caused these kinds of wounds. Hmm. Weird. Uh, now that I'm up here, nothing's happened. I just give the tree line one last scan. I look around and percept for anything around. You scan the area and you don't see anything unusual. All right, then I motion for Tokus and Asla to come up with me. All right, I'll clomp over. We approach. I don't know what could have caused these wounds. I've never seen anything like it. Look at how curious these, these blast patterns. They must be Imperial Stormtroopers. <laughs> I suppose if we have about ten minutes of time that we could spend at this site, I could see if there are any lingering magics about. Ah, uh, that would be a good idea. Right. These boars tend to travel in single file to hide their numbers. Yes. They also tend to cast spells, so that's why <laughs> yeah. I'm doing this. All right, that's good. So, uh, I will cast Detect Magic. So we crouch in complete silence for ten minutes. Except for him. Except for Aslo chanting. Except playing chanting. his music and chanting as he <laughs> Is there any... Well, I'm going to do a little bit of detective work while he's working on that, if that's okay. Yeah, go for it. Okay. So these circles, how close are they to one another? You said there were multiple. Uh, they're spread out. They're, well, 
I'd say actually it's more random. Some of them are close together, some of them are far apart. But it looks like each of these things was pierced by at least eight to ten of them. Of them? Of th- well, of, with these holes. Eight these to ten holes. Holes. Well, time to make a check. <laughs> Thirteen. Investigation. I don't think there's really much more that you can learn with that. So they're not, like, in pairs? No. It looks like individual holes. Okay. I was thinking vampires. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now, they're bigger than vampire fangs would be. It's not like teeth marks or anything. They're just perfectly nope. spherical, perfectly circular holes. Yeah. Curiouser and curiouser. And there's nothing inside, like, do I, like, reach into one of the, like, the one of the holes? <laughs> if you want. Go for it, man. Go to town. I will do so. I will reach into one of those holes. It's <laughs> <laughs> like maggots and... Oh. Yeah, it's very unpleasant. Feels squishy. It's kind of like a... <laughs> oh, God. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> For the good of the colony. <laughs> You're investigating. It seems like the wounds are pretty deep. Well, anywhere from like two to five inches in. Do any of them go completely through? No. Hmm. Strange. Yeah. And there's nothing in there. Like, I don't find any residue or projectiles or... No, you don't find anything that you wouldn't expect to find. Interesting. Maybe you're right, Shaba. Maybe it was a staff... Like a bow staff fighter. Or a staff infection. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it was a bow staff fighter infected with a staff infection. Mm, Probably. Double staffed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a painful death. So when my spell goes off, do I sense anything? No, you don't sense any magic. We're not magical. What kind of fighter would fight in such a way, or hunter would hunt in such a way? What kind of non-magical boars would die in such a way? And there's no blood. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's little bits of blood here and there, but very little. Wait a minute, we're doing the wrong checks entirely. Shaba, this is you. Huh? This is your check. Alright. It's some kind of monster or beast. I make a survival check. I got a 23. Well, I already did your check to see if you could identify what caused the wounds. That one failed. But survival check. To detect any traces of what or who may have caused this gruesome death. You scout around the area... You're looking for traces of, like, other things walking around or whatever. And you see no tracks except for the boars. These boars committed suicide. They killed themselves. Yeah, it's the fact that it's the whole family of boars all together in a group is also really weird. Like, if it was hunters, they would have shot one of the boars and the rest probably would have scattered. But how did all of them die? It's like they were gathered up? Yeah, all at the same time. If it were an animal, it would have eaten them. If it were a hunter, it would have taken the bodies. Right. But there's no blood. It already got what it wanted. What if its sustenance was the liquids, Shaba? Hmm. And I start looking for webs. You find a spider web between some trees? I knew it! (laughs) (laughs) And we question that spider. And then, like, a giant spider steps on that <laughs> web. And we're like, ah! Or is it, like, vampire bats or something? It was a vampire. It was a spider vampire. It sucked out all their blood. Yeah, it's something that sucked out the juices. Oh, man. And it's going to suck them out of us. Cut down the spider web and see if a spider comes. <laughs> 
It, it looks like a standard web that you would find anywhere in the woods. Oh, so it's not like a huge springy web that we could like bounce on? No. Guys, I got a uh-huh. bad feeling about this, and Tokus like whoosh, unsheaths his rapier and lets loose his lightning lure. Oh my. Guys, I don't think we're alone out here. You should whip the spider web down. As a show of prowess. No. Oh, yeah, it's a cantrip. I can. I, I whipped the spider web. <laughs> I'm not wasting a spell slot for that. Okay, it tears apart as you whip it. Ha ha! Take that, spider. It's a little spider fry with the electricity. Ah, uh, problem solved. All right, our job is done. Well, boys, let's move along. <laughs> yeah, mystery solved. It was a little baby spider. <laughs> Another heroic encounter solved by the AAA team. Let's head home, boys. We've done our work here. All right. All right I, I sheathe my weapons. Because <laughs> I think we're fine now. And we walk with one arm out ahead of ourselves and the other arm on our hip. <laughs> We're off to see the orcs, <laughs> the wonderful, wonderful world of orcs. Oh yeah, that's true. They, they kind of did like do that it. with the in the Wizard of Oz. They skipped with one arm out in front of themselves, didn't they? Do that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why I was thinking of it. And we we find like a yellow brick road, and we start to skip. And yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. Uh, let's let's move along and hope that we don't find any more of these things or what cost it. It is getting late, so it's getting close to time to camp. How much farther are you planning to walk if you're... We walk to a secluded part of the woods, like, we'll we'll get, like, a, a good distance from... We'll go, like, half a mile or more, like a mile away from that site, that clearing where we found the boars before we make camp, so we have a good distance from them. Agreed. So you travel about a, another mile before setting up camp, and you build your little fire under the canopy of trees... You have to clear away all of the leaves here because it's getting to be that time of year. Oh, uh, yeah. So there's not much of a canopy overhead. Okay. In the middle of the night, during second watch... That's Tokus's watch. That's Tokus's watch. Uh, I'm up. I'm up. I'll have you make make a perception check. Sure. Eleven. <gasps> so you're standing there looking around... In between tinkering with your stuff. <laughs> you have one pair of uh, the tusks in your mouth to try them out while you're working on another. You're like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> and you are completely caught by surprise as you see at least a dozen small, well, maybe not so small to you, flying creatures descending oh! on you from the sky. Oh my goodness! <laughs> start yelling and running back to camp. Shaba! Aslo! Uh, well, I'm not going to call it for stripey self, but, but Shaba! Aslo! Aslo Shaba! You are surprised, but roll initiative. Time to do it. What are they? Oh. They're flying armadillos! I've never seen anything uh, like it! 